Help wanted. Are you lost? Are you afraid? Are you a child at heart? So are we. The Emporium opens with the first frost of winter. Sales and stock taking, no experience required. Bed and board included. Apply in person at London's premier merchant of toys and childhood paraphernalia. Papa Jack's Emporium, Iron Duke Muse, London. We're doing fine, I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fun with Robbie and Lisa. He's Robbie. And she is Lisa, and this is Book Club. And this month we read The Toymakers by Robert Dinsdale. Yes, I forgot to mention it was Book Club edition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Lisa is tired. You're doing it so gracefully. Thank you. Guys, I'll be honest, I haven't finished this month's Book Club. It has been a hectic month. It's Christmas and work's busy, so I haven't finished it. And Lisa is very upset with me because now she can't talk about an apparently batshit ending. So it's um, for anyone, for anyone thinking, why are they not talking about that part? That's why. Just to be um, upfront and clear. Yeah, because it was a truly chaotic ending, um, and I can't wait. We're gonna have to do like a segment on the podcast on the regular podcast for once Robbie finishes it because it's all I want to talk about it's all I want to talk about <laughs> to be honest um I'm so sorry to let you down absolutely insane maybe I'll have to like send you a clip that you just can't listen to or something to pop in okay the end. yeah <laughs> I don't know you can work on that for anyone that hasn't read it, The Toymakers is about a young girl called Kathy. She's 15 years old and she is pregnant, up the duff. Um, and she is about to be sent away to give birth and have her child taken off her when she discovers a advert for um, Papa Jack's Toy Emporium that needs staff with bed and board provided so she runs away to London and lives there and it's all about the magic of these toys and they don't really discuss it it just sort of I mean it it becomes a bigger discussion but at the start there isn't much discussion it's just toy soldiers being soldiers and stuff like that and it's it's a pretty magical book to jump into Um, so if you don't want any spoilers leave now go and read it and then come back because from now there will be some spoilers but not all of them because Lisa's protecting me <laughs> just from the ending just from the ending yeah. just the very very yeah um and spoilers from here on out ish yeah mm-hmm. um so she she does go to the emporium she lives there she ends up being hidden there by the by both sons but neither of them are aware of the other at the time um, that was weird. And she, that was weird. They, and there's a question about that. To run into each other. Yeah. Yeah. We have questions that lead on to that. But um, but she ends up giving birth to her baby daughter Martha, who she then raises in the Emporium. She just becomes Emporium for life, and lives there. Emporium marries Casper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we jump into some questions, Lisa? Yes. Okay. So thank you to everyone that sent us. Um, um, questions it's very exciting um so jenny's got a good one to start with she asks 
What did you think of the narration style that sort of pulled you through the Emporium at the start? I think it was delightful. Like, I think I really liked how the narrator just kind of described everything. And, like, it's such a magical place. And you needed somebody there to be, like, the person who was discovering it with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really liked, like, there is a bit at the start where it's like, um, pay no attention to this man doing all of these mysterious things and playing with these toys that are super cool and this child that's dancing with, you know, a live tiger or whatever. Ignore them because we need to follow this boy. And I'm like, what? What is going on? And then, like, at the start of part two when it's like, um, you wouldn't recognise the Emporium. You've been away eight years. I'm like, I haven't. But it's just just a cool (laughs) narrative style that I've not really read a lot of so it was quite nice it was quite cool yeah it it felt like it was narrating a movie like yeah yeah i like that um okay right related to our previous conversation jenny's asked should kathy have told emil and casper she was seeing both of them during her time in the wendy house (laughs) yes yes it was kind of weird that she didn't yeah yeah um yeah it it's just there's that and there's just a thing where I'm like, I don't understand why both of these boys are obsessed with Kathy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they've been locked in the Emporium all their life, right? Okay, but like there's other people there. There's other girls. They, they, they're like, we want to choose the most despondent, sad girl to be obsessed with for our, the rest of our lives. Or maybe she's just like the closest one to their age. Yeah, that that could probably be it. Maybe. Because she is, like, right in between Casper and Emil. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, I have a question for you, Lisa, which I've thrown in. Which of of the toys were your favorite? Ooh. Um, I think the patchwork dogs. Oh, yes. They were adorable. (laughs) I love that. I think the concept of the pop-up tree is incredible. Because Ooh. Christmas would be so much easier. Yeah, I do that would feel. be so good. But I, I do like, I know that there's some bits that I've not read yet, but I do quite like the Clockwork Soldiers. I think they're quite cool. I think they're <laughs> delightful. Um, they're, they're absolutely no comments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really, really enjoy the Clockwork Soldiers. Um, but yeah, for me, it's all about those patchwork dogs. Or yeah, or the toy chests. I think that's cool as shit. I would They're love to have cool. a bigger on the inside thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, on that note, Callum has sent a question in, and he said, "There's a lot of reference to magic as perspectives. How much did you buy into the magic in the novel?" Um, I think I think I suspended my my disbelief for a good majority of it. Right. Like, I think it. Yeah. I think it did a good job of that. And it's interesting later on how perspectives change and like how they pick and choose and whose perspectives you see. Um, that got a little bit much for me, but we'll see what you think later mm-hmm. on. Um, yeah, I think th- there was some toys where I was just like, like, is this just incorporating imagination and acting like it's magic? But then there's things like the Wendy House that were bigger on the inside. The well, toy I mean, chest that were bigger on the staff inside. Member. Yeah, they they had a staff member who was a Pegasus trainer. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like so I'm just like 
at what point when do we have to admit that it's not perspectives like it is magic yeah i i just went in fully believing that these toys were magic because like otherwise yeah. there's no <laughs> there's there's nothing to believe like it doesn't have to be that the world has magic it could just be the way yeah. that papa jack makes toys has magic yeah because like otherwise that. once these things leave the emporium they're gonna lose all their life otherwise it's just the emporium right so there has to be magic yeah. in this world for those things to exist outside of the Emporium and remain existing. Yeah. Good Which point. we later see to be true. <laughs> I'm sure I will. <laughs> so Callum's also said, how did you feel about Kathy's decisions in the novel? Um, and then he said to run away, to stay after Casper left her, etc. Shocked that he leaves her. But I'm alive. Um, so you'll have to answer that one. I think I think I can answer <laughs> it. I, I think I there was a few decisions. It was difficult because I, for what I've read, I it's a solid fifty fifty of agreeing with her decisions. Like running away, probably for the best. Not yeah. telling the brothers about each other, weird. Weird. Like i just there's some things that she does i'm like that's fucking weird what are you doing like i don't know it's weird kathy is both like the most stable person in this book and like also the most boring i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like i i as a reader don't understand why everyone falls in love with her i don't know she's just she's just kind of a placeholder of a person um okay so i'm sensing that kathy will not be your favorite character when we get to that part of the episode no but like i do agree with a good majority of her she has a good head on her shoulders she does Yeah. yeah um but yeah like i think i think it's um yeah i mean as far as like agreeing with her decisions i i think i agree with you it's a it's about a 50-50, and that's about as good as you're going to get with most people, which is fair. Because <laughs> yeah. books yeah. Mm-hmm. books with only good decisions aren't fun. No, they're a bit boring, aren't they? Yeah. Um, okay, I only have one question left. Do you have anything you want to add before I ask it? Um, I mean, how did you feel about the book following Kathy versus, like, other characters in the book? I think it made sense. I think we needed a sort of normal quote-unquote normal person to be sort of thrust upon this sort of magical world if it followed any of the sort of the godman people it would have just been a bit too i don't think there would have been a story there because it's fun for kathy to like discover it right um yeah and then she's also got the sort of the you know the pregnancy that allows her to then stay after the first thaw sort of thing so it does make sense. She's just a bit boring. Yes. And speaking of boring, um, how do you feel? Because I know you're somewhere around the middle of the book, but like, I, if it weren't for this book club, I probably would have DNF'd this. Like, I probably yeah. would not have finished. Like, how are you feeling about where you are in the book? Or like, have there been parts where do you're you- just like, okay, this is fucking dragging on? Do you know what? I really enjoyed I was really enjoying it. And then it jumped to 1914 and the wars began. And I'm just a bit like, 
okay, I see how this is going to go. Like, it's going to be decades. I thought it was going to be, like, two teeny boppers getting to fall in love over this newborn baby. But it's not. And so I'm just not sure if that's the kind of story I want. Exactly. I feel the same. And also, you get one more in a book. You get one, you don't get to cover both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it just is... it, it, It gets exhausting halfway through and you're like there's no need for that honestly when she gave birth that could have been the end of the book i mean i could see like her giving birth and then like i think the end of the book could have been the next season where she's like and i'm an emporium girl through and through and i've married casper and this is my life now yeah perfect end. yeah that that could have it could have ended Turing there and casper now i'm and getting wendy house yeah yeah and now I'm, I've got to that bit where it's like just over halfway and I'm like, oh, it's not ending. Yeah, because it's, it's that ending. thing of you're telling the story of a life. And I understand at the end why it's that way. But the thing is, you're telling the story of a life. And most lives have long, boring bits. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Okay, so our final question. Holly has asked... How do you Thank imagine you, the story continuing with the next generation? Please don't. Now, I can't answer this. I can't answer that. I don't, I haven't, I don't know. Well, okay, a couple of spoilers. A couple of spoilers for Robbie. Um, I mean, the Emporium gets destroyed, so, like, they, oh. they have to move. They have to move it. Um, like, is it, are they making, well, I guess it would be Martha's kids, because I think they mentioned that, they are the ones that are kind of toy making after um but yeah no um please don't i mean i i guess i guess that could be a more interesting story of rediscovering magic the magic of your lineage or like the magic of your family the magic of toy making even though it is not technically in your like by blood because none of martha's kids are related to the godsmans by bro- by blood yeah um so yeah i think i think that could actually be an interesting story whether i would read it or not is it another fucking buildings romance because i'm not doing that shit again (laughs) yeah we're not here for that like even jane eyre was like okay there's there's long bits that are boring i'm just gonna kind of go through them real quick um and then get back to rochester (laughs) yeah so yeah, that's how I feel about that. How about you? Excellent. I can't answer. I haven't met the next generation. Um, I mean, you barely do. You you kind of barely. They you, you do at the end. They're cute. I, mean, I don't if know. It, they're kids. If it gets dis- if it gets destroyed, I'm not entirely sure there's much point in the story continuing. Although there is a bit where um, Casper writes a letter saying that he likes to imagine other emporiums in other cities, and I think that would be quite cool. Like if they're if they found their walls one or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but, I would have loved to see them start again in Paris or something. Yeah, exactly. So Holly, not Holly, um, Lisa, I need you to answer a question I've been itching to hear. Yes. Who is your favorite character? Ooh, uh, serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bad I was going to say the same person. Yeah, he's so cute. I was so paranoid when um, when Casper was like, "Do not let him unwind." I was like, "Oh no, 
Yeah, series and then probably Papa Jack. Um, yeah, definitely same. my favorites. How, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're the same. Um, question for you because you haven't finished. Mm-hmm, yeah. Which of the Godsman brother would you have chosen? Casper, absolutely. Yeah, I see it. You like a charismatic boy. Mm-hmm, I do. I do. Yeah, no, um... Yeah, the story was very boring and then very just absolutely. I just, I just, I, I need you to finish it. I need you to finish it okay. so that we can talk about it because I don't want to spoil it because it was crazy. It was crazy. Okay. I have a lot of I will, thoughts. I'll get on that right now. Um, I'm sorry this is a shorter episode because I haven't, I haven't read it. I haven't finished no. it. So I can't join in the conversation, but... Um, what would you give this book out of five stars? Oh, that's hard. I feel like maybe a solid three. The highs were high, okay. but the lows were low. <laughs> it okay. was well. It was it was well written. It was poorly executed, in my opinion. Okay, and I, I give that. a lot would... for decent writing. So, yeah, I would. Um, I would. I would. I would finish a three out of five. So that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so that was The Toymakers by Robert Dinsdale. Again, sorry, this is a slightly shorter episode. If you want part two, join us for the regular podcast. <laughs> Whenever I finish this, I'm sure Lisa will quiz me. But, Lisa, would you like to announce January's book club? Yes, I would. Give, I'll give me you a drum, drum roll. <gasps> me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. This is a curious one for me. I've never heard of this person. I know that Lisa is a fan of his writing or a fan of what he does. I don't... Have you read his books? No, so I actually haven't read one of his books. He's a humor... He's a humorous essayist. Um, He does mostly nonfiction or creative nonfiction. Um, But I actually... I went to go see him do a reading and he was a delight. Um, Saw like an evening with David Sedaris and I went with Chris's family in place of her one year for Mother's <laughs> Day because she wasn't able to Stunning. make it. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just a very fun time. Okay, well, join us for that in January. Yeah, um, something different. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for Book Club. Thank you for reading with us. Reading with Lisa, I've not finished yet. Um, <laughs> and please do join us for January. But until then, keep, keep reading, reading fine. fine. <laughs>